to Totalus Rankium. This week, Pertinax. And welcome to Roman Emperors to tell us Rankium. I am Jamie. And I'm Rob, ranking all of the Emperors from Augustus to Augustus, episode 20, Pertinax. Pertinax, episode 20. That's, that's, a, that's a milestone. It is. If we were to do 80 episodes, we'd be a quarter of the way through. Oh. Yeah, we're going to do more than that. Yeah, we will. So we're not mm. a quarter of the way through. Oh, well. Oh, well. But still, milestone. Yeah. Hey. Onwards and upwards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Up the massive hill. It is seeming less scary, that list, though, now, isn't it? Yeah, now we've taken out the first two layers of our poster. This yeah. is the last one. Onto a second layer next week. Oh, yeah, we're on a third row in our poster. Ooh. If you just put Roman Emperors into Google Images, you'll see the poster that we've got. Mm. It's the one that comes up almost yeah. straight away. Available also on Amazon Prime. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was about £2. Yeah, know. follow along at home. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, here we go. Pertinax. Like you said, good name. It is probably my favourite name, it's on X, isn't it? Name. Sounds cool. Let's see if he picks up points for that. Right. First of the year of the five emperors. Ah, okay. Yeah. I've not mentioned that before. Uh, you've mentioned the year of the five emperors, I think. Oh, no, the Christ uh, in the fifth century. No, you haven't. No, I've not. How many emperors do you think it's going to involve? <clears throat> well, there's an obvious answer, which is obviously going to be wrong. <laughs> 47. <laughs> No. Oh. How long do you think it lasts? It's maybe more than a year. It's like the Hundred Years' War thing, isn't it? It's going to be. Yeah, it's three emperors and five years. Okay, so. I don't like this title, but it's kind of used because there was the year of the four emperors. And right. You need to call these guys something between the Severan Dynasty and the uh, the Antonines. So, yeah. yeah. Do you think it stems from, like, do you think there were some there that weren't technically emperors? Well, yeah. that's it. We've got five claimants. Ah, yes. Okay. We will only be doing an episode for three of them. Okay. two of them weren't successful. Oh. Mm. oh. Maybe they'll deserve a mention, then. Yes. We, well, we already have mentioned them. And we'll mention them <gasps> again. It, oh, is it the, the ones from last episode? Those two guys? Hang on. Don't ruin it. I'm not. Hang on. Albert and Nigel. It is Albert and Nigel, yes. Excellent. Thank yeah. you for pointing that out. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it on your notes. Yeah. So look over there. Yeah, but this did get me thinking more so than ever before of who are we actually going to do. It's been really quite clear-cut so far. Yeah. Um, but it gets a bit murkier, especially during the crisis of the 3rd century. So, how to choose yeah. what emperors we're going to do. So I had a look. The front of um, the decline and fall of the Roman Empire by Gibbon, yeah. written in the 1700s, Okay. he lists all the emperors that he thinks are... The true emperors. Ah, okay. And that's quite a solid list. Okay. Yeah. And it pretty much follows the poster behind us. Good. And then I looked around, and these roughly follow how Wikipedia defined their list, ah. which is a just fairly good set of rules. So we are going to do any individual who indisputably ruled the whole empire. Okay. At some point. Right. Is called a legitimate emperor. And so, we're going to do all of those. Okay, so the whole empire. Yeah. Because I know at some point it splits, doesn't it? Ah, we'll get to that. Okay. Yeah. We will also do any individual who was nominated as heir by a legitimate emperor. Okay. And then succeeded to rule in his own right. Okay. Okay. Right. So that might be that 
you had an emperor, yeah. their heir goes on to rule, but everything splits apart and his rule is in dispute. Okay. That person will still count because he is the heir of a legitimate yeah. emperor. Okay. Right. Any individual who was no- nominated as a co-emperor by a legitimate emperor Barris. is on the list in Wikipedia. Now, that's the <laughs> one we might come away from. We did Verus. However, in the crisis of the third century, there's quite a few emperors that just name their son as co-emperor, ah. and then they both died at the same time. <laughs> and the son didn't really do anything at all. Fair they enough. were very junior. Mm, they're usually listed in the lists as um, like Steve with Bob. Okay. <laughs> and Steve is the emperor, and Bob's just a. Yeah. So we might not do them, even though we have done Verus. Okay. He would fall into that category. But oh well, we've done that now. Oh yeah. And Verus was <clears throat> more of a co-ruler. Yeah. He was seen as junior to yeah. Marcus Aurelius, but not that junior. No. Yeah. Okay. Right. When there are multiple claimants, and none were legitimate, the claimant accepted by the Roman Senate as emperor will be the legitimate emperor, and that's the one we'll cover. Right. So in other words, whoever wins the civil war is the <laughs> one we'll cover. Yeah. So in the year of the five emperors... It roughly goes, you've got one emperor, Pertinax, then another emperor, who we'll do next week, I won't ruin who, don't look at the poster, (laughs) and then you've got three claimants, fight the civil war, and the winner becomes the emperor. So we're not going to do the two losers of that civil war. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Yes. Right. So that is a very long-winded way of saying (laughs) we're only doing three emperors for the year of the five emperors. Yeah. Plus... I've got it straighter in my head what we're doing and where we're going. Okay, well, that's good. Yeah. yeah. All that's good. Well, that's what counts. Right. Okay. Let's do this. Let's do it. Pertinax. He was born Publius Hellebus Pertinax. Hellebus Pertinax. Hellebus. Sounds like a terrible ride. Yeah. Hellebus. Vius. Or Hellebus. Ah. Yeah. Although a Hellebus would be good. Um, <laughs> he was born possibly in Albia Pompeia. Uh, but there's some dispute in the sources. On the 1st of August, 126. 1st of August. Hmm. Yeah, 1st of August. Uh, he was born in his mother's villa. Oh, so, born so at home. Was rich then? Yes. Yeah, or what? Well, yeah. yeah. It's a villa, come on. Rich compared to the average farmers, but he yeah. wasn't from the okay. upper classes of society. During the hour he was born, according to the Historia Augusta, a dark horse climbed onto the roof tiles of the villa, and I quote, after remaining there for a short time, fell to the ground and expired. No, it didn't. Horses can't go onto roofs. It did. It fell off. Well, it's clear he wasn't safe. <laughs> well, yeah, that's why horses aren't allowed up there. Yeah. But I don't think it did. Why would anyone make that <clears throat> up? It's just a weird story. Could it be the students again? Probably the students. Let's put the horse on the roof. Way. Yeah. <laughs> Roman equivalent so... of tipping over the car. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Put a horse on the ceiling. Yeah. Then feel yeah. slightly guilty when the horse dies. Well, Pertinax's father saw this. Maybe the horse fell past his window. And, um... <laughs> Nay. <laughs> Nay, I won't die. Uh, he did. Yeah, Pertinax's father goes, this must be a sign. Let's go and get the child's horoscope. So, went to go and get the child's horoscope and predicted great things. Of course they did. And then the seer immediately lost his ability to predict the future after delivering that. Did his dad kill him? <laughs> <laughs> lost his ability due to death. <laughs> no, I, I saw it as a someone was walking past and went, what's that, you need someone to, to read a horoscope? Oh, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> so, yeah, he's, he'll do great things. Go on. 
I've I've lost my power. My inner eye is clouded. (laughs) He's so great. I couldn't possibly go into any details whatsoever. Please don't ask me anything. Yeah. I think that's what happened. Excellent. Right. So, at a young age, Pertinax did well with his education. Good. Yeah. That's good to hear. So well, in fact, he decided to become a teacher. Oh, hate teachers. Foolish decision. More than marking. No weekends. Yeah, he, uh, he trained to be a grammarian. Oh, that's the grammar person. Grammar person. This was the second stage of Roman education, taking place after a boy had learned to speak basic Latin or grammar. Yeah. Around 100 BCE, a grammarian was defined as teaching accurate reading, mm-hmm. explanation of liter- literary devices, right. comments on subject matter, comments on etymologies, working out analogical regularities, and the critical study of literature. Ooh. It sounds basically like hardcore English. Yeah, ba- yeah. yeah. Yeah, so okay. that's what he taught. Okay. However, after teaching for a while, he decided it wasn't for him. <laughs> yeah, probably far too much marking at the weekends. Oh, yeah. Yes. And even that everyone says, oh, it'd be a great holidays person, actually. He's like, no, I spend most of the holidays going and sorting out my room. Yeah. You don't understand. Yeah, you don't you, get... w- you wouldn't understand unless you were a teacher, would you? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's, that's what true. he said to people, and people just went, bet you knock off at three, don't you? Mm. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, he decided to do something a bit easier than being a teacher. Um, in this case, being in charge of a group of men being attacked by hordes of angry barbarians. That probably is easier. Probably, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's what he decided to, go, to aim for. So he approached some people he knew, and he secured himself the position of prefect of a cohort, which is about 500 men he was in charge of. And he set out to Syria on mm. foot. That's a long way. Is away. How would you even find that? Because yeah, road signs and I don't know, I often wonder this. They did have road signs. They must have done. And they did have maps, but they were crude maps. We've seen the maps. Oh gosh, yeah. They're not great. And I often wonder when like battles were going armies were going mm. into places, how do you know where the enemies is? Maybe it's sort of the, like obviously they built the roads, didn't they? Yeah. So it's sort of the, the towns they'd be built things along the road. Yeah. They'd have connected them. They just sort of go to that town. They just knew the towns to get to. Maybe. Yeah. And just asked each time. Yeah. yeah. No GPS. What do people do? Oh, that is the dark ages. Good thing. It's the dark ages. I, I can barely get through our city centre without using Google Maps now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is awful, isn't it? Yeah. What is really bad is I no longer feel the need to plan ahead for anything whatsoever. Yes. So. Oh, I'm I'm going to the north of Scotland tomorrow morning. I haven't even thought vaguely about even whether Scotland yeah. is north, east, south, or west. <laughs> Just I'm oh, I shall find it. It's fine. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, don't mean any city, and I can probably find my way. Yeah, thanks to my phone. Yeah, no phones for him though. We are doomed to the day the technology finance stops. Oh, yeah, yeah, with the uprising. Yes. Ooh. So yeah, Pertinax did it on foot. Yeah, um, it, there was a weird passage in the Historia Augusta that mentioned that he went on first, and I couldn't quite figure out why, but it would appear that he kind of fell out with the governor of Syria and he refused to send him a donkey or pay for the donkey or something. It was a donkey strike. Maybe there was a donkey strike. <laughs> the great donkey strike of <laughs> one, two, six. six. No, no, that's, that's when he's born. born. <laughs> one, one forty, the great donkey yeah, revolt. Yeah, that was it. Right. Pop that in your timeline. Yeah. 140, the Great Donkey Revolt. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> after that bizarre tangent. Um, yeah, so, off to Syria he goes. The Parthian War starts. 
Uh, yeah, so by this time, Verus is in charge. It took him yes. a while to get there. He set off when Antonius <clears throat> was in charge. No. Yeah, he got there when Antonius was in charge, but then Verus came along as well. Oh, okay. And the Parthian War starts. Mm. He distinguished himself and won several promotions. That's we good. don't know any details about that, though, but he seemed to do quite well. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's pretty good. He did. After the war, he was transferred to Britain. Hopefully he didn't have to walk that. Oh, that would be... Oh, no. Yeah. And again, you think of the Roman Empire, and you just go, oh, it's the Roman Empire, but if someone yeah. told me to walk to Baghdad, I'd say no. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> I'm not I'm, doing it. In the middle of Rome, checking out the Colosseum. That's mayor, look at that massive statue. Well, I'm glad it's got Communist's face off it now. Yeah. You want me to walk where? <laughs> no. No. Yeah, so off to Britain he goes. He's, um... After a while, though, he was given a cavalry regiment in Moesia. So that's by the Danube. So off to the Danube he goes. Back to Germany. Yeah. I'm guessing he didn't get the horse before that. He had to walk that as well. Probably. It was. Oh. wasn't even given the boat for the channel. He had to swim it. Oh, my. Yeah, he was the first one mm. to swim the channel. In his armour. Oh. Yeah. I just think he had, like, the whale fat on Whale oil people put on to keep him warm. <laughs> what, on his armour? Yeah. Greased up his armour. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Not known for his intelligence. No. <laughs> So, Syria, Britain, Moesia, he's doing well, he's rising up the chain. This was presumably at the start of the Danubian disturbances. Okay. Which is some nice alliteration there. Mm. Yeah. Uh, he, so, when it all starts to kick off there, this, the Parthians have been put down and it all starts kicking off with yeah. the Quad Eye and the, oh, the Magamani. Yeah. Yeah. So, he's there now. But after he did that for a while, he was given a more peaceful position, being in charge of the state child welfare distribution. Oh, that's nice. Yes, along the Via Emilia, which is a road. Okay. Via means road. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so he's just in charge of that. It's oh, been good. a little bit more peaceful for him. Yeah. At some point, we don't know exactly when. It could be any time in the previous period, but since this seemed quite peaceful, I'm going to guess now. Mm. He married a woman named Flavia or Flavia Titiana. <laughs> don't laugh. Titiania, maybe. No. No. <laughs> he also had a son and a daughter at some point. Yes. So, as ever, you can choose when. Brilliant. We don't know. Right. Right. Okay. Oh, did they die? I'm not ruining it for you. You'll find out. <laughs> right. Next up, he was in command of a fleet in Upper Germania. Oh, wow. Yes. So he's now got a boat to look after. He's now got boats. Of boats. Which he probably really wanted before when he had to swim the channel. <laughs> yeah. He's greased the palm. He's got a whole fleet now. Yeah. Which is odd, because you don't think of them as having fleets in the um, in the English Channel. and I don't. No. No, you don't. But, yeah, it must have done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Historian Augusta claims that his mother followed him up to this post and died there. The only time Ooh. his mother's mentioned, apart from his, um, her villa at the start, mm. which makes me think maybe she followed him on all those assignments. Oh, wow. Which must be hugely embarrassing. Maybe she carried all the stuff. Yeah, his sandwiches. Yes. Yeah. Baggy. Certain <laughs> axe. Don't forget. <laughs> Don't forget yourself, Mum. Trying to just be given, given the whole cavalry unit to look at. Don't look, you're embarrassing me. I'm not embarrassing you. <laughs> it's fine. It's going to be cold. Put your scarf on. I'm in Syria. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone. I'm going to use some socks. <laughs> All that walking. I'll speak to the emperor for you. I'll send him a letter. <laughs> yeah. That's what happened. She dies oh. in, in Germania. I'm glad, actually. 
quite quite possibly matricide. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no evidence of that apart from no. I've just decided. Yeah. Just if that's the way she was going on. Shove the knitted socks down her throat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll give you a wally jumper. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that that was a mixed year though, because that's when the first child was born as well. Oh, that's time. nice. So, Son or daughter? Uh, daughter. Nice. Okay, Older so daughter. daughter is born. Right. Maybe the mother started making comments about the newborn child as well. Oh, yes. And it just drove him insane. Like, you, was, you, must, you must call her after me. Oh, my name. <laughs> like, giving loads of advice that you really don't want. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's like seriously, just let me let me get on with feeding it. time and stuff. Yeah. yeah, when I was raising you, I never needed this stuff. So yes, yeah. go away. Yeah. Anyway, so mom's dead. Got a daughter, maybe. <laughs> right. <laughs> Up next, transfer to Dacia. Oh yes. Did he pop back home during today during Dacia before he went? Do you think? Um, to see his wife. I'm guessing his wife would have gone with him. But that explains why she got pregnant then. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, because if the mother's with him, I'm guessing it's the family. He's yeah. high up at this point, he's probably allowed to take his family yeah. with him. Yeah, okay. so when he was in Dacia, he started to get high enough that he's really in the inner circle with Marcus Aurelius at this point. Okay. So he's just made it. This is really getting to the pinnacle of what he would feel his career would be, because he started off as nothing, a lowly soldier. Yeah. And he's now in the tent with Marcus Aurelius. But... At, some, at this point, his career hits a bump. Oh, no. He was accused of something. Ooh. We don't know what. Ooh, that's <laughs> it would be a lot better if we knew what. <laughs> yeah. Whatever it is, Marcus Aurelius sacks him. Really? Yes. Oh. What do you think it was? I, I don't know. I don't have an idea. What's your I think idea? stealing something from Marcus, maybe one of his... Or maybe he borrowed one of Marcus's books. Because he was oh, a bit of yes. a stoic. Didn't, yeah. didn't give it back. Or... Which, ironically, Marcus shouldn't care about, but yeah. you don't touch the books. No, the books, <laughs> the books are life. Anything else I don't care about, you yeah. just don't go near the books. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, Torn Corner or something. Yeah. Yeah, he just hates it when anyone... Did he return it back oh. with a dog ear instead oh. of using a bookmark? I do that. I do that. I use dog ears yeah. all the time. I know some people are very precious about that yeah. thing. I bet Marcus Aurelius would have been, oh, yeah. despite the fact they would have read off scrolls. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Dog eared my scroll. What? Wow. <laughs> yeah. So he's sacked, unfortunately, which is a shame. Claudius Pompeianus, which is not the Pompeianus from last week, but yes, no. the Pompeianus from the week before. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> last week I said Pompeianus, and you went, oh, we've heard that name before, and I went, oh, okay. no, not the same one from the week before. This is the same one from the week before last. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Hopefully that was nice and clear. Yes. Yeah. Uh, this is Marcus Aurelius' son-in-law. And um, huh? Marcus Aurelius' son-in-law. Oh, my, uh, okay. Yes. Called Claudius Pompeianus. Right. So Claudius Pompeianus takes Pertinax under his wing and uses, in, uses him as his right-hand man. Now, around this time, presumably with the help of Pompeianus, Pertinax enters the Senate. Ooh. So despite being fired, actually, it's still going well for him. He's now in the Senate. He's senatorial class. Yeah. Yes, he's doing incredibly well. Oh, son's born as well. So. Oh, son's born now. Mm. Excellent. That's good news. Pertinax is therefore at the front of several important battles in the Macromani War, because right. Pompeianus, if you remember, was instrumental in some of those battles. Yes. Yeah, so um, Pertinax is right there beside him. According to the Historia Augusta, Marcus Aurelius then finds out that whatever Pertinax was accused of was false. 
Wasn't his scroll. Wasn't his, yeah. He returned it in mint condition, and it yeah. was actually someone else who folded the yeah. corner. Yeah. So Marcus Aurelius forgives him, and in order to compensate, makes him a Praetorian Ooh. and gives him an entire legion. Yes, because he was head of the Roman time he got he became head of the Praetorian. Not the Praetorian, that's oh, later. Oh, the police. The urban that was it, yes. prefect. Yeah, yeah. But that is later. Okay. That's later on. But well remembered there. However, this uh, to me this sounds a bit unlikely that Marcus Aurelius just suddenly goes, Oh, it's false. I think it's just a case of Marcus Aurelius realised everyone around him is dying of plague. <laughs> yeah. Pertinax actually seems quite capable. You know what, let bygones be bygones. Fair enough, yeah. You folded my scroll, but you know what? You can lead a legion, yeah. so you lead the legion. Yeah, a scroll's a scroll. A scroll's a scroll. And everyone's dying, and I need you. Yeah, so Personax is back on track. Excellent. He is instrumental in pushing back the Macromanni <clears throat> from Roman lands using his new legion. Marcus Aurelius praises him and gives him a consulship in 175. Ooh, that's good. So he's gone from not even thinking he could... He is a lowly teacher to being the consul. That's pretty impressive. Very impressive. Like one of us becoming like the... Prime Lord. Minister. Oh, Prime Minister, yeah. yeah. yeah I guess yeah. the race is on. First person to come Prime Minister has to pay the other one £10. No, oh. what way round? Yeah, t- uh, ten's a bit, actually. Five? Five. Five. Yeah. Five, aren't it? Right. Cool. Excellent. Right. 180s now. So I won't grow a moustache. Ah, oh, mullets. Yeah, mullets. Yeah. That's late 80s, isn't it? That's late 80s. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, was it? That's sort yeah. of throughout the whole 80s. I think, I think, big hair anyway. I think it was big like hair. first December 1980. Just, <laughs> pff, mullets. Right, so we're, we're in Commodus's rule now. Oh, that's yes. fun time. Yes, here we go. Things start to go wrong. I've heard. <laughs> for literally everyone. Um, but in this case for Pertinax, he had a well-respected position in the Senate by this point. He built up a name for himself over the last five years since being consul. But he made an enemy of Perennis. Oh, he's the first friend, wasn't he? The second. Second. One. Yeah. And was forced <clears throat> out. So he goes back to his father's estate, which is a small little estate it's it's not much it basically is a bit of land with a cloth shop on it <laughs> so he spent a while building up the land building yeah. lots of new buildings because he's rich now Good. so he's yeah. turning this into a really nice area nice. so he just stays at home for three years he's a private citizen he's doing up his land nice starts doing some trading just generally living life he made it to console mm. and there you go you wouldn't be surprised if that's where it ended a very successful career for him He's retired. It doesn't end, does it? It doesn't end, no. Good. Because one morning, he gets a letter <gasps> from Commodus. Oh dear. That just has the word death written in blood on it. No, it doesn't. <laughs> but it wouldn't surprise me. No, no. <laughs> no. Commodus is asking the respected senator to go to Britain and sort out all those unruly legions in the area. Yeah. Remember, the British legions yeah. were starting to kick up a bit of fuss. Yeah. Personax had made a name of him for himself as being really tough but fair on the yeah. troops. He had that respect. Yes, he had the respect. Perennis, quite, sorry, he's, really, he's quite old by now, isn't he? Well, he's, yes, he's, he's 60 almost. Yeah, he's, he's getting on. He's, he's getting 50. on. Yeah. So, back to Britain. This time I'd like to think he had a boat. <laughs> yeah. So, off he goes. The legions in Britain had already attempted to declare another man the emperor, if you Ooh. remember last week. Yes. Seneca, if I remember yeah. off the top of my head. And didn't he, didn't he just go, no? <laughs> no, no, not going to do it. <laughs> so, Pertinax arrives and says, come on, lads, sort yourselves out. Commodus is the emperor. 
And they go, you should be Emperor Pertinax. Mm. To which Pertinax goes, no, we'll have none of that. Yeah. I'm here to sort you out. Yeah. So they, they, they attempt to make him Emperor Pertinax. <laughs> I like to do him just saying, um, no, I'm not going to be Emperor, but just why would I be good? <laughs> just theoretically. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, I did. Hypothetically speaking. Yeah, because it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen, but how many of you are there? How many weapons have we got? <laughs> <laughs> And tell me why I'll be awesome. <laughs> yeah. But no, at this stage, there's no suggestion that he is angling or aiming to be the emperor whatsoever. Okay. He's there to sort out the troops. So that's what he does. He starts installing some discipline on the troops. He is tough Ooh. on them. He takes no nonsense from them at all. Around this time, Personax is offered, presumably by letter, to be part of a conspiracy to kill Commodus. Ah. Um, was this by his... It's his wife. His wife, because your wife's found the letter. Was this before? Oh no, no. This is this is a different one. Um, I'm not sure which one it was. Because <laughs> there, well, there were many. Yeah. Um, but either out of loyalty, or thinking that the plan wouldn't work, and making sure he wasn't implicated himself, Pertinax immediately informed Commodus of the plot. Hmm. So again, there was no indication that he wants to try and no. take over and become emperor here. Well, he's probably not been directly affected yet, is he? No, no. Things are still going all right for him. Mm-hmm. At this point, though, one of the British legions mutinies. Oh, dear. Yes. They're not happy with Pertinax coming around telling them what to do. Pertinax and his group of bodyguards were attacked, and Pertinax was killed. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't, but that's what they yeah. thought. All right. <laughs> he was left for dead. They thought they'd killed him. Oh, it's like the Revenant. Yes. Yes, it was. A cruel, cruel back to Rome. Yes, after I being think attacked. so. I think... When he was attacked, the way the British legions attacked him was by putting a bear in his tent. <laughs> <laughs> and he was left for dead. And he crawled all the way back. Can get revenge. <laughs> yes, that's what he did. Oh, oh that's good. I've read that book. Is it good? Yeah, it's um, in the book version. He doesn't have a son that's killed. Oh. It, the revenge part is purely, you left me behind, I'm going to get revenge. Oh. It's not, you killed my son in front of me. They obviously yeah. put that in there because they thought it was a little bit petty well, to go on this yeah. crazy killing hunt. Yeah. Yeah. Because they quite reasonably, in the book, left him for dead because yeah. he was dead, yeah. essentially. Yeah. Yeah, the film version makes more sense. Yeah. Oh, I preferred the film to the book. It was Ooh. a good book, though. Mm. I'll let you borrow it. Oh, thank you. Anyone else wants to borrow it? Write in. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, Person X doesn't die. As you rightly said, Um, he survives, and as you can imagine, he wasn't best pleased. No revenge. No, he does. He gets his revenge. He is very severe with the legions. So the legions start to despise him to the point that he is forced to resign from the area in 187. He realises if he stays anymore, he will be killed. More bears. Two bears, three bears in his tent. That's fine. Sorry, ten load of bear traps from the outside to protect himself. (laughs) So this time we'll put one bear under the bed, we'll strap one to the ceiling to drop on him, we'll put one in the wardrobe. <laughs> yes, perfect. Yeah. You'll um, barely notice. Hey. Uh, <laughs> I'm not even going to go there. Right. <laughs> I had about four lined up. So no, no need oh, for yeah. bear jokes. Right. Uh, yeah. So he gets back to Rome and he took his old job. Obviously he'd had enough of fighting bears. 
barehanded, and uh, <laughs> went back to supervising the child welfare, child welfare. I'm struggling to say that. Child welfare program. Cheers. Um, yeah, so he did that bit more peaceful until he was offered a job of the governor of Africa. So in the province of Africa, he mm. then put down some minor revolts and some riots as well. So he instilled some discipline there. That's good. So we've had Syria, Britain <laughs> twice. Yeah. He's been in Dacia, Moesia, he's yeah. done bits in Rome, he's been consul, yeah. he's now in Africa, he's gone, he's been places, he's seen stuff. Mm. He has. Right. Then he goes back to Rome and he takes up a new role for him, the urban prefect. So he's now in charge of essentially the pre uh, police force in Rome. Ah, yes, yeah. I remember this. Yeah, uh, he's not as well respected as the Praetorian prefects, mm. but they are a force in Rome. He didn't get on with Cleander, mm. because obviously, if you remember last week, when Cleander tried to put down the riots that were calling for his head, yeah. Personax ordered his troops help the rioters and push back the Praetorian guards. Mm. It might be less he disliked Cleander, more he disliked the Praetorians, because yeah. he was the urban prefect. Uh, but either way, Cleander, had he survived, probably wouldn't have been too happy with Pertinax, no. but Cleander died. Mm. So it was fine. Comrades went, kill him. Yeah. So, despite this, he wasn't wasn't punished for this uh, act of what you could call treason, going yeah. against the Praetorian Guard. Yeah. Commodus was in full anti-Cleander purge mode at the time, and likely didn't want to punish a man who had stood against Cleander. Yeah. So, uh, Pertinax kind of got away with that one. Hmm. In fact, Pertinax seemed to please Commodus so much at this time that per um, Commodus made Pertinax consul for the second time, yeah. and actually became consul with him. So oh yes, remember he's saying he made himself. The year of Commodus and Pertinax. Yeah. So there you go, they're both console. Not mm. that Commodus would have done anything. No. Apart from order that anyone with, I don't know, let's say this week, a big nose yeah. gets shot with an arrow or oh something. Who knows? Yeah. Next section in my notes, the assassination of Commodus. Oh. Right. Two versions of Pertinax's role in the assassination of Commodus. One has him involved from the mm. start, and the other one doesn't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, version one. Marcia, Commodus's concubine, yep. Marcia finds a note with the order of her death and the Praetorian prefect Latus yes. written on it. She approaches Latus, and the two hatch a plan to kill Commodus. Marcia poisons Commodus, he vomits, and then goes to have a bath. Marcia and Latus pay Narcissus to go and strangle the Emperor in the baths, and yes. Commodus dies. Yes. Then Latus rushes around Pertinax's house, knocks on the door, Pertinax is having dinner, gets up, opens the door. Oh, you're all right, Latus? Yeah, I'm all right. The Emperor's dead. Do you want to be the Emperor? <laughs> <laughs> like that. So that's, that's version one. Okay. Okay. Latus, oh sorry, I haven't quite finished. Latus convinces Pertinax that he must become the emperor because Commodus is dead, because yeah. Pertinax is in the unusual place of being liked by the Senate mm. and by Commodus. Because yeah. Commodus liked Pertinax, uh, but so did everyone else. Not many people were liked by the no. Senate and Commodus. So he was a safe choice. Good egg. So Pertinax is convinced and becomes the emperor. Yes. Or version two. Okay. Very much the same, but Pertinax's name is on the list that Marcia finds. Ooh. 
Salatus approaches Pertinax before the Emperor's killed and convincing, convinces him that he must take over once Commodus is dead. Yeah. Pertinax spends that evening in his house pacing up and down waiting to hear whether it succeeds or not. Yeah. Latus comes around and says, yes, it has. I'll do so, the job. Whichever one sounds most likely to you. I quite like the top one. The first one? Yeah, quite. I think I prefer that in a way. What, just the person that's going, oh yeah, go on, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah. I see, I think the second one myself. I think it's more believable, the second Se- one. The second one's definitely more, more believable, believable for me. Yeah. But I do quite like that idea of uh, halfway through your sprouts <laughs> and uh, someone knocks on your door. Do you want to be emperor? No thanks, not today. Already got one of them. Oh, please. <laughs> so, did, did you put the sign on? We don't want any solicitors. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so um, either way. Yeah. You've got later some Pertinax. Yeah. In Pertinax's house. Yeah. It's New Year's Eve. Commodus is dead. Yes. So that's where we we'll continue the story. Latus and Pertinax rush to the Praetorian camp. Pertinax addresses the soldiers, telling them that Commodus has died of a sudden illness. A choking illness. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and despite not wanting the job, Latus had to convince him it was the right thing to do. He twisted his arm. Ooh. He doesn't want to do it. No. Of course not. Commodus was, oh, he was such a good emperor, but he's got to do it. Yeah. And I, he doesn't want to do it himself. No. But Latus convinced him. That's good. Yeah. He's probably thinking in head, there's so much to do. He destroyed the empire, I'm going to build it from nothing. I'm going to be Augustus again. So it took a while to convince the soldiers that this wasn't one of Commodus's sick tests of loyalty. <laughs> oh, yeah, yes. Yeah, I guess so. Just imagining him just suddenly bursting in, or like descending from a high white or something. <laughs> 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 you are turned against me, I will now kill you with ostriches. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Um, no bears. Eventually, Pertinax was declared emperor by the Praetorian Guard on the 31st of December, 192, or the 1st of January, 193, depending on what part of the night this was. Yeah. 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 Next up, the Senate House. So the plan that Latus had was for everything to be wrapped up by dawn. So everyone wakes up and there was a new emperor in place that's yeah. been declared by the Senate and the Praetorians. Smooth, clean job. Yeah, no power vacuum, everything just transfers. So that's the plan. However, first bump in the road here, the Senate House was locked. Ah, oh, left the keys. Yeah, and the doorkeeper could not be found. No, oh, so they can't get into the Senate. <laughs> so instead, oh, funny, <laughs> they go to the Temple of Concord instead and uh, summon the Senate. So just imagine all these sleepy old men. What the hell do you want? In their night togas, <laughs> <laughs> which are just blue with stars and moons on. Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah. So they wander in. Um, Pompeianus arrives. So remember, he was the person who took Pertinax under his wing. Yes. And according to the Historia Augusta, he was distressed by the death of Commodus. I'm sure he was. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and Pertinax tried to convince Pompeianus to take the imperial power. Remember, this is Marcus Aurelius' son-in-law, yeah, yeah. so he's no, fairly strong you do it. on there. Pompeianus refused, seeing that Pertinax had already been declared by the Praetorians and realising mm. that it might get a bit messy. Yeah. And also possibly thinking, no, I'm not going to be the emperor. <laughs> no way. I've seen what's happened to literally all the other emperors. <laughs> so by this time, most of the Senate have converged. The same speech, almost identical, was given to them as to the Praetorians. All right. I don't want to be the emperor. Latus yeah. has convinced me. <laughs> and the Senate declaring the emperor. However, not all were pleased. Falco. Falco was the consul at the time. He's a young consul. And he said, We may know what sort of an emperor you will be from this, that we see behind you Latus Marcia, the instruments of Commodus's crimes. Ooh. Pertinax 
retorted. He did. Who did? He did. You are young, Consul. And you do not know the necessity of obedience. They obeyed Commodus, but against their will. And as soon as they had an opportunity, they showed what had always been their desire. Yeah. Bit of tension there. Yeah. So, not everything perfectly happy. He then heads to the palace to set up shop and made his first mistake. Did you paint them all red or orange? No. What an aggressive colour. Oh, it is. Headache, <laughs> headache inducing. You know? Would it wouldn't. Put anyone in a good mood, would no, Damn it! <laughs> just walks in, it's like, I want red walls and that's mirror balls. Oh. And uh, should we get like checkered ceiling? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. And a wavy line floor. Wavy line floor. Yeah. We need some artwork. Magic eye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, should we do that? Yeah, that's what he did. <laughs> and bring the mushrooms. <laughs> Bring those little red, white, spiky, potty mushrooms. And even then, it would have been better than Commodus's rule. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, his first mistake was he gave the watchword for the day as let us be soldiers. As in the vegetable lettuce. <laughs> yeah, lettuce. Let us. Yeah. Maybe I should have been clear with that. Um, the guards took this as an insult, implying that they weren't soldiers under the em- last emperor and that he was going to have to sort them out like he did up in Britain. Ooh. So straight away, the Praetorians are going, oh dear, this might not be as easy as it was under Commodus. Actually, now we think about it, he's got a bit of a reputation of being a bit of a hard man to cross. Is this is this going to be good? Right. So, day two, January the 2nd. All statues of Commodus are being pulled down and all his laws are being recalled. That speech that you read at the end of the last episode is being delivered in that tone. He's dragged by... Uh, I don't know, rope, I think it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Personax gave the same watchword for the day. So again, more grumbling by the Praetorians. Let us be soldiers. Yeah, what do you mean? We are soldiers. So the guards then... Clearly starting to think they'd already made a mistake, convinced a notable senator called Maternus to visit them in the camp. Hmm. So Maternus goes along, but it soon dawned on Maternus that the reason why he'd been invited there was to lead a coup against Pertinax and become the emperor. Mm. Something he had not planned for the day. No, I was... No. Apparently he fled naked from the camp. (laughs) I have no idea why he was naked. No. Maybe he's halfway through a bath or something? No, he went there to talk. Oh. Maybe he went there to talk. Oh, to talk. Maybe he got to know someone well and then talked with them. Talk for a long time. Maybe that's why he was selected. Or maybe whilst he was running, they tore his toga. I don't know, but apparently he was naked. That's brilliant. He crossed the city, presumably still naked, and Mm. informed Persinax what was going on. And Persinax said, put your... <laughs> what is going on? And then he fled the city. Hopefully by this point he picked up some clothes. <laughs> Personax banned the treason trials. Good. Yeah. He didn't really take this too seriously. It's like, oh, that wasn't great, but I've got stuff to do. So he banned the treason trials. He recalled those who had been exiled. The Senate wanted to name his son Caesar, but Personax refused and said when he had earned it. Ooh. Yes. Personax then tried to reverse the effects of all of Cleander's selling of the officers had. Just remember he'd sold all those officers. To his friends, yeah. Yeah. So he announced that all holding a rank that they'd purchased would now be junior to those that actually held the rank. Ooh. So ex-praetors who were actually ex-praetors were now senior to ex-praetors who had never actually been a praetor. Excellent. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. But did not endear him to many powerful rich people no. who just purchased that title. Yeah. 
He planned to cancel all of Commodus's ridiculous taxes, but then he had a look in the treasury and went, oh dear. <laughs> so he had to keep some of them. Again, this didn't please people who no. wanted him to be stopping Commodus's things. Mm. So actually, he's just upset both factions, Commodus' supporters and his enemies. Oh dear. Yeah. In order to attempt to raise some money, he auctioned off most of Commodus's belongings, including the 600 concubines. <laughs> Although he did not sell those that could prove that they had not been slaves before Commodus enslaved them. Okay. Yeah. Which is nice, I suppose. Yeah. Pertinax's enemies claimed that the old emperor had bought back many of the concubines himself. Though. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but as long as he paid for them, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. He used this money to pay a donative to the Praetorians and the soldiers, keeping them on his side. However, he didn't have enough to pay them everything he'd promised them yet. After a struggle, Persnax appeared to get the Empire's finances back on track. Good. So, he's writing this ship. However, not all are happy. Falco was still convinced that Pertinax's rule was a disaster, and it would appear that Falco attempted to seize control of the Empire, but was betrayed by a slave. And Falco was not punished by Pertinax, but just exiled. Oh, okay. Yeah. Around this time, Pertinax was overheard, foolishly, saying that he paid the Praetorians enough. Oh, oh dear. Yeah. Despite the fact he hadn't quite paid them the full amount yet. And also, he quite often reprimanded Latus for stirring trouble. Latus is still the Praetorian prefect. Yeah. So, oh. he is annoying Latus and the Praetorians as a group. This is, feels like it's getting quite combustible. You're getting shades of Nerva, aren't you? A little bit. Shades of uh, Galba. Just peeing everyone off. Yeah. So, these were two fatal mistakes. Two or three hundred Praetorians left the camp and headed for the palace to demand the rest of their pay. When they reached the palace, their colleagues on duty were more than happy to let them in, because <laughs> they were the Praetorians also. Of course you can come in. <laughs> Stop! No one can... Oh, hi Jim. What's that? You're saying we need more... Yeah, in you go. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's around the corner. They're probably happy to see you. Yeah. Pertinax, upon hearing this, sent Latus to go and deal with the group, because Latus <laughs> was with Pertinax at the time. What do you think Latus did? Nope. Or join them. <laughs> yes, both. Well done. <laughs> Yay! There were two versions. He either went nope, or joined them, depending on which version you believe in the sources. He either approached the group said, this way, lads, and then showed them where the emperor was. Right. Or he disguised himself by covering his head and then slipped out the back door and rushed home. <laughs> yeah. Went away. Yeah. Pertinax decided it was best to meet the group and sort them out. Pertinax then delivers the speech of his life. <laughs> he really does. Apparently it's a really long speech about the pressures right. of the empire, finance, loyalty, honour. As Gibbon put it, for a few moments they stood in silent suspense, ashamed of their atrocious design, and awed by the venerable aspect and majestic firmness of their sovereign. Ooh, that sounds impressive. Yeah, it seemed to actually <clears throat> be working, wow. right up until the point that one of the people in the crowd threw a spear into his chest. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and another... <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine everyone's starting to go, yeah, no, he's right, he really is... <laughs> Oh, <laughs> okay then. <laughs> Get him. Uh, yeah, that's what happens. At that Excellent. point, they just jump on him and stab him to Fair death. Enough. Stabbed to death by the mob. 
There is another version which says he was uh, in bed at the time and killed as he was trying to flee, but I yeah. much prefer that first that's version. Yeah. So that's the one we're going for. Either way, the Praetorians were on a roll by this point, so decide to stick his head on a spike Ooh. and return back to the camp. Right into the next episode. Excellent. But Personax should have seen this coming, because you'll be pleased to know there were omens. Oh, well, oh yes, go on. Right, here we go. Three. Omen time. Omen time, should I? That was that jingle, shouldn't it? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Omen time. Right, three days before his death, he thought he saw a man in the swimming pool attacking him. Right. Yeah. That's not an omen. That probably was a man in the swimming pool yeah, attacking yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. I hate you. <laughs> yeah. On the day he was killed, there were no pupils in his eyes. Yes, there were. Yeah, there were. Yeah. He performed a sacrifice, an animal sacrifice, <laughs> but the animal had no heart. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. Yeah. <laughs> On the day he died, stars were seen in the sky at daytime. Comet, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. There you go. Four. There were some others, but they even they weren't even vaguely interesting. Oh, right. Yeah, so an apple fell from a tree and low landed at his feet. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. So he should have seen it coming. I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah. Last time I woke up and had no pupils in my eyes, I couldn't see that I had no pupils in my eyes. Yeah. Start. Yeah. Yeah. Had to be told. So there you go. That's Personax. What yeah. did you think? Um, he wasn't really cut out to be emperor, was he? He's more of a soldiery kind of person. Well, it's a shame because I, it seemed like he was starting to do yeah, well. Yeah, he had potential then. He did. You just have to screw it all up. Yeah. Oh, well, should we wait him? Yeah. Fightius Maximus. Maximus. So, he went everywhere, didn't he? He did. He, he All over the place. And he worked his way right up that army. Mm. Started off not as just a soldier. Not quite that low, but a cohort of leading 500 men mm. to being the emperor. That's quite a good promotion. It's quite impressive. So he had a lot of battle experience. Yes. He fought in the Parthian War. He fought in the Manic War. He fought against revolts. He fought against his own troops in Britain. Yeah. He fought against bears in his tent. Yeah. He did a lot of fighting. Yeah. 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 Um, he was a key leader in the Macromani War, so it wasn't just a, he was fighting. He was one of the key people to help win that war. And he was good at keeping discipline. Yeah, it was. Perhaps a little bit too harsh at some points. But then the British troops, they'd revolt against anyone. That's true. They're so far away, they probably, probably yeah. most of them aren't even Roman anymore. Yeah. Right, so that's the good, really. Unfortunately, we just don't have much detail. Mm. We just know he obviously did a lot of fighting. He didn't die and he kept being promoted, so presumably he, did it well. he was pretty good at it. Yeah. yeah. It's only the political fighting he wasn't really good at. Yeah. Or just speech delivering. Bad. He was disliked by the troops in Britain, like I just said. They hated everyone, though. And he didn't do anything as emperor fighty. Yes, that's true. Quite hard in the time he was the emperor, though. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah oh, so that's all I've got. Like I said, not much detail, but well, no. where, where um, do we want to go with this? I don't know. Well, he's quite successful. He's fighting, and he obviously did it well. Yeah. Respected by Commodus and M.A. Marcus A. Yeah. So... I, I, and Lucius, presumably, yes. when he was over there. So he fought under three emperors. That's true. He was promoted under all of them. He was yeah. asked to come out of retirement by Commodus. That's true. I, I'm, I, I think a six or a seven. I think it's yeah. fair 
It's when he was. It didn't happen. He was emperor, though, unfortunately. No, but really we shine. judged other people on pre-emperor. That's we true. judged Tiberius for his Alp conquests. That's true. Yeah. You judged him very harshly, if I remember correctly. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember when they didn't even have the Alps? We're beyond that now. Oh we? yeah. Way beyond yeah, that. Way beyond that. I'm going to seven. I'm going to seven. You're going to seven. I'm going to yeah. stay at six. I think you. Unfortunately for Personax, you do need some some detail, and that's not his fault. But I want a juicy story as well for you to be getting into your high, or at least have conquered somewhere or something. Yeah, like a nice long battle. Yeah, but he, he did all right, didn't he? So you went for six, did you? So that is a thirteen. Thirteen. Pop that in the spreadsheet. Approvium crazy. Okay, the Historia Augusta criticizes him quite a bit. Really? Yeah. yeah but I know that book's all we have, but it's not <laughs> reliable. It's not all we've got. We, we've got some other bits, uh, but it's quite fun to read. Right. Um, Plan to go a bit more detail into the story Augusta next week, so you, you, we'll learn a bit more about it. But it's got this to say for now. He was so mean, in fact, that before he was made emperor, he used to serve at his banquets lettuce and the edible thistle in half portions. And unless someone made him a present of food, he would serve nine pounds of meat in the three courses, no matter how many friends were present. If anyone presented him with an additional amount, moreover, he would put off using it until the next day, and would then invite a great number of guests. It's a bit, bit stingy with food. A bit stingy with food. Yeah. Yeah. And probably it could be his army upbringing, though. Yeah, possibly. Possibly. It goes on to say, All who talked freely together spoke ill of Pertinax, Calling him the smooth-tongued. Mm. I'm guessing that wasn't a compliment. <laughs> that is, a man who speaks affably and acts meanly. In truth, his fellow townsmen, who had flocked to him after his accession and had obtained nothing from him, gave him this name. In his lust for gain, he accepted presents with eagerness. That's presents. Yeah, so he was a bit, bit tight, and he accepted lots of gifts. Mm. Didn't say thank you enough. <laughs> Didn't say enough. Little, yeah, little thank you tab. Yeah. Little so bit. cheers. So that's his bad crazy. That's not really crazy. Not after last week. <laughs> no. <laughs> he served a lettuce, and he could have said thank you a bit more. Yeah. The yeah. monster. <laughs> okay, let's go on to good same. He did not let the Senate call his wife Augusta or his child Caesar. Hmm. This is either him being humble or him being very sensible and practical and realistic, realising that something could happen to him. Yeah. And if his child is Caesar, that means it would automatically affect the child. If his wife is Augusta, yeah. it would automatically affect her. That's true. Yeah. So by not giving them titles, it kept them safer. Mm. On becoming the emperor, he then transferred his entire fortune to his wife. Because he doesn't need the money, he's the emperor. Yeah. So... His wife now has that money, so if anything yeah, happens yeah. to him, his family is still fine. Yeah. What a sensible thing to do. Yeah. Couldn't imagine Commodus doing that. Nope. <laughs> no. He would not accept money from wills if the person had living relatives. Oh, It's nice, isn't it? He had this to say about acquiring money. So this is a quote from him, apparently. Oh, okay. It is better, O conscript fathers, to rule a state that is impoverished than to attain a great mass of wealth by paths of peril and dishonour. That makes sense. So this is going back to him trying to get rid of those terrible taxes that Congress yeah. brought him, which unfortunately he had to kind of go along with because they had no money, which yeah. kind of goes against what he was saying, but you yeah. can see what, what he was attempting. Yeah, he's trying. Yeah. He was trying. Yeah. He sold Commodus' stuff to raise money. Good. 
which uh, this is a bit shoehorned in here, I'll be honest, but mm. I wanted to go over this because it's interesting. So, do you want to know what Commodus's stuff was that oh, was sold? Oh, dear. <laughs> go on. Right. Clothes. <laughs> and this is quoting. In the sale of Commodus's goods, the following articles were especially noteworthy. Robes of silk foundation with gold embroidery of remarkable workmanship, tunics, mantles and coats, tunics made with long sleeves in the manner of Dalmatians, not the dogs, <laughs> and fringe military cloaks, purple cloaks made for service in the camp, also Bardian hooded cloaks and gladiatorial togas and harnesses finished with gold and jewels. Ooh. So just all sorts of fine clothes yeah. that Commodus just collected. Then weapons only mentions one thing under weapons, which is Herculean swords. Oh. He just collected swords of Hercules, as you could probably imagine. Bit oh, obsessed yeah. with Hercules. Yeah. Got bored of beating people with his club. He could uh, yeah. do that. General objects: mm. necklaces worn by gladiators and vessels. Some of pottery, some of gold, some of ivory, <laughs> some of silver, mm. and some of citrus wood. So all the, fa the fancy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then this was the mo most interesting part. I thought carriages. No. Yeah, oh, yeah. Which doesn't sound that interesting, but just wait. And furthermore, carriages. At the very latest masterpieces of the art, made with entwined and carven wheels and carefully planned seats that could be turned so as to avoid the sun at one moment, at another face the breeze. <laughs> there were other carriages that measured the road and showed the time and others designed for the indulgences of his vices. Oh, which yeah. there are many. Oh, I can, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> like a black windowless. <laughs> yeah. Black horses with red eyes at the front. Yeah, what... But the, you never quite know what the coach there. was that was designed for the indulgences of his vices. Oh my God. No details are given, but you can only begin to imagine. Oh yeah, he had many vices. Oh, there are, yeah. The... Which ones were being indulged? Oh. And considering they've got the the engineering ability to have seats that moved around within <laughs> the carriage, who knows? Oh my goodness. Yeah. Like motorized things <laughs> moved around quickly. Using the wheels to move anything inside. Ooh. Oh, you you Ooh. could get dark, couldn't you? Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So there you go. I mean, impressive carriages. That is, yeah. Measured the road, showed the time. How did they do that? Or was it just... Or a sundial, I'm guessing. <laughs> but the carriage moves. But that's fine, because the sun doesn't. <laughs> but no, because it would rotate. So no, it wouldn't work. No, so sundials wouldn't work. Maybe it's just like a water, like a yeah, water clock. Yeah. It would have to be a water clock. Maybe. A sand clock. Or maybe a, a slave nailed to the side <laughs> that Counting. just has to... <laughs> One, <laughs> two, three. What's the time, slave? <laughs> Four and twelve. <laughs> With him. <laughs> Start again. Yeah, so there you go. Um, not crazy at all. So there you go, that's his probium crazium. So, not, no, he's not crazy. Zero. Um, There's nothing he did. No, he, crazy. he wasn't crazy. He was a, a very mean. sane seeming person who maybe liked lettuce a bit too much. Yeah. <laughs> I give him one for anything. He did want to be a teacher at one point. Oh, yeah. Oh no, sorry, I missed something out in the bad crazy. He was rumored to have an affair with one of Marcus Aurelius's daughters. Oh, 
That's not crazy though. It's just scandal. no, no. It's more chromium than crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's whilst it, at the same time his wife was getting to know the liar teacher. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Pertax, Pertinax knew about it, but he was yeah. happy with Marcus Aurelius' daughter. Yeah, so that's a bit of I give him one for that. Uh, Saucy uh, affair. You can have okay. one for that. Alright. Yeah. That gives him a grand total of one. <laughs> Successes ultimate. Managed to reduce the expenditure of the Empire by half. That was good. Considering how long he was the Emperor, that's amazing. Mm. But then, considering how much ridiculous things Commodus was spying, maybe it's not that impressive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But... It's still pretty good, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, he wiped out the debt. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So none of this. We've got a huge plan by 2022. We'll have <laughs> chipped away at our debt like yeah. we've got today. No, it was within a few weeks. There you go. That debt's gone. That was fast. That was just it. Job done. He restored the treasury. So not only wiped out the debt, he got the treasury back on track. Put gold back in there. Yeah. <laughs> He provided money for future public works, so he actually started to invest in the city's future. That's good. It's an amazing turnaround. He stamped out corruption wherever he could. Well, that's important, because yeah. that was rife before. Right, wherever he could see it, he was trying to stamp it out. But unfortunately, that's why he was making enemies. He did something with the welfare programme. Yeah. yeah, that's all I've got. Oh, <laughs> It's really vague and ambiguous. He expanded it. Something that. to do with nine years' worth of money that Marcus Aurelius had promised or didn't pay back or did pay back but wasn't really owed. Something happened with nine years' worth okay. of money that he did something with. All right. <laughs> but apparently it was good. That's good. Um, he attended regular Senate meetings and did a lot to generally just sink... No, right, the sinking ship that was the Empire. He had a big job on his hands, though, didn't he? He did. Ooh. And he seemed to be doing a very good job at doing it. Yeah, well done. This empire was just plummeting, plummeting into the ground, and he, he stopped that. Hey, yeah. that's what you want. Okay, bad. He didn't replace any of the men that Commodus had in place. Okay, so there were voids. It, it was because he was waiting for the upcoming anniversary of the city's foundation to make a big deal out of it, and then he was going to put lots of really decent people in charge. Oh. Thinking, oh, it's coming up soon. Yeah, I'll just wait another week. Then. Yeah, another week. I'll be fine. Oh, yeah. What's a week in politics? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Gibbon has this to say to sort it up. I do love the fact that I finally got to Gibbon. I can use Gibbon as a source now. <laughs> Not that he's a primary source, but he's good. Yeah. Yeah, written in the 1700s. Ooh. He has a nice way of saying things. <laughs> A hasty zeal to reform the corrupted state accompanied with less prudence than might have been expected from the years and experience of Pertinax proved fatal to himself and his country. His honest indiscretion united against him the servile crowd who found their private benefit in the public disorders and who preferred the favour of a tyrant to the inexorable equality of the laws. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, he basically tried to do too much. There was too many corrupt people for him to so quickly write in the ship. Yeah. Those corrupt people went, no, we actually quite like it corrupt. Mm. We're making money. Mm. So, especially the Praetorians. Not a team game, is it? So they got rid of him. Maybe if he slowed down his reforms a little bit, he would have survived. He'd scare them off. Yeah. So, yeah, he tried to do too much too fast, really. So, what can we rank him? I mean, I think... Oh, like, he's fairly successful, actually. Going back to... Oh, I can't remember what episode it was. You were talking about your report card and how you get something for efforts and something for actual what you did. Yeah, oh, that was for Otho, wasn't it? Was it Otho? 
Possibly, that sounds right. Yeah, it, it's like this. A for effort. Yeah. He's really tried hard. Yeah, yeah. But nothing he puts in place really has an impact. But he, was, he got wiped the debt. He put money back in the city, I guess. And he invested, the, he tried to invest in the future. That would be nice, but the civil war coming up oh. <laughs> completely ruins <laughs> but that. we don't but know that But that's yet. not his fault. Yeah. That's, he got that's, killed. Yeah. And he was... So, yeah. But he does get killed and he doesn't, it doesn't mm. make it last. I, I think... Considering the state Rome was in before, he did a really good job. Yeah, I think he could have been an amazing I, emperor. Yeah, but we can't. We're not playing with kids. I want to give him five. Yeah, I think, I think middle he did of some the road. Good stuff, yeah, but, I can go with five. No. Should we go five each then? Yeah, Ten for success. That's Ultimus, which puts him on level with Otho. <laughs> yeah, hey. very similar. Didn't last long, but seemed to be doing the right things. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Next round. Image Right. I'm giving him a beer this time. Let's do care. something slightly different. I'm not going okay. to say anything. You describe him to me without seeing any pictures. Old. Yeah. Aged. Yeah. Slightly... Oh, well, he's old army, so I don't think he's going to be skinny. Kind of, like, more beefy, I guess, with a beard. Well-trimmed beard, though. Oh, not bad. Not bad. I'll read the description. He was a stately old man with a long beard and hair brushed back. His figure was somewhat corpulent, with somewhat prominent abdomen, <laughs> but his bearing was regal. He was a man of mediocre ability in speaking and suave rather than kindly, nor was he ever considered ingenuous. Oh, okay. So you're drawing, you've got some quite short hair, very dark beard, oh, long and pointy beard. Oh, you've made the hair a bit longer. I can't, I can't go, like, I can't do it going backwards. Oh, you're trying to, like, yeah. tied back. Make it look like he's got a ponytail. <laughs> yeah. Okay, right, you ready? You ready? Yeah. There we go. Oh, wow. So what do you see? Oh, he looks like Captain Smith from Titanic. As in the captain? Yeah. As in Bernard Cap- Hill, is that Yes, or Bernard Shaw. Th- Shaw? Yes. Yeah, him. Theoden from Lord of the Rings. Yes, Theoden King. Yeah. yeah. Looks very similar to him. He's got his mouth open right. in the first one, which I hadn't seen before, have we? It's got an open mouth. No, that's a good point. Yeah, you don't see open mouths very often. Big, big... Or is that just a shadow under his moustache? Oh, it could be. Could be. He's got big kind of creases in his forehead from yeah, raising from his eyes age, up. age, possibly. It looks quite fierce. It looks quite... Almost... Quite fierce, big, yeah. beefy. Almost Scottish. <laughs> I can say that because I have Scottish family. That's fine. And if you're yes. listening from Scotland, thank you. I'm, just, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's fine. I, if, if I look like that when I'm an old man, I wouldn't be too upset. Yeah, he looks really yeah. quite wow. fierce. Yeah, yeah. I like his beard, it's quite nice. Oh, is that Medusa on his breastplate? Oh, it is. Yeah. Certainly well, looks like it, it, doesn't it? Yeah. They snakes. look like snakes. Snaky hair. I wonder why he's got Medusa on his breastplate. Mm. Last time we said that, someone wrote in. Commodus wasn't holding testicles, it was apples. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, and they're Which, quite obviously apples. Yeah, they are obviously af- apples when we put up the picture, yeah. a higher quality picture. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, if someone wants to tell us why Person X has Medusa on his breastplate, that would be good. Mm. Right, um, go on then, what should we score on? He's more impressive than I was expecting. He actually looks quite impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Were you not expecting much? No, I was supposed to be like a feeble old man. But then no. I changed, I'll say, hang on, he's old army, isn't he? So yeah. more more hench. Uh, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm more impressed, actually. I'm going to give him like a seven. Seven. Yeah, I could, I could roll with a seven. I'll go for seven as well. Oh, 14, 14, which gives him a score of 3.5. Oh. 
which puts him equal with no one. No one scored 3.5 before. How nice. Yeah. I like when they round a little bit. Yeah, that's good. I'll pick someone at random who he beat. He beat Vitellius. Hey. Um, yeah, he looked ridiculous. Though. He did, but he didn't beat Hadrian. There you go. Oh, wow, no. There's some couple of little facts I've put yeah. in there. Yeah. Right, okay. Temple completed. I really need to start putting this on a different page to the images so you don't see it. Did you see it this week? Yeah. Yeah, you did. I'm, <laughs> right, next week I'm putting Sorry. on a different one. Yeah. Had you not have seen right. it, no, no, no. were you surprised when you saw it? Yes, it was shorter as I was expecting. What were you expecting? I was expecting about a year. About a year. And what is it? It's only three months. Three months. From the 1st of January, 193, to the 28th of March, 193. Oh, dear. He did not last long at no, all. he didn't. He didn't. And I've worked out in my head, it's 3.3. 3.3 years, which gives him a score of... Not 3.3 years. No, sorry. It's because you read it off that incorrectly. Yeah. It's 0.33 oh, years. Oh, 0.33. Damn. <laughs> yeah, which gives him a score of 0.04. That is our second lowest score. Fantastic. Is Vitellius first? No, Otho. Otho, oh yeah. Vitellius lasted slightly longer. He lasted six months. So, Aww. yeah, so our second shortest reign. Okay, so that gives him a score. I was going to say guess his score, but you've got it all written down there. You could just work it out. No, don't guess his score. I'll just say it, shall I? Yeah, go on. Okay, not very impressive. But considering he only reigned for three months, not bad. 27.54. Oh, so yeah, he's way out of the 40s. Below the 30s. Below the 30s. Mm. He's joined the 20s club. Which puts him in the 20s club with Vitellius. Yeah. Antoninus Pius, how did he score so low? It's ridiculous. Yep. He just didn't fight. He didn't wasn't insane. Um, Galba's in the 20s club. Lucius Verus is in the 20s club. And Caligula's in the 20s oh club. It's not a good club. No, it's, it's, no. it's not. You want to be in the over 30s club at least, really, don't yeah. you? <laughs> The over 40s is where it's at, though. Yeah, that's like the pinnacle. Marcus Aurelius, Hadrian, Vespasian, Domitian, Trajan, and Augustus. And they've all got Genesis Caesar as well. Of course they have. Of course they have. They excelled in more than one area. Yeah, mm. yeah. Right, okay. But question on everyone listening's lips, I know, yeah. is does he have it? I wonder what the listeners think. Should we sit here and wait until someone gets in contact with us? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just shout down, shout into your phone or your computer, your, your tablet. What do you think? Do they have a certain genesis? I think there are big things that would lean towards it. Such as? Just as, as, as an argumental point, he started to restructure the empire. He started to build it back up after the atrocious mess that it was left in. Yeah. He's bringing the money back in. And he's done that. I'm not think. I can't think about the future because that hasn't happened yet. Yeah, that's you know? true. We can't. So yeah. he's done well in that respect mm. as a successful emperor. Kind of is. Well, he's mid midway anyway. He, he, yeah, he was not bad for successful no. considering only three months. But that's why he scored in successors Ultimus. Mm. That that's not necessarily it no. though, is it? But my gut thinking is. Oh, what's yours? Uh, my gut feeling, I think, might be the same as yours. Mm. I think he potentially had it, yeah. but unfortunately that spear pierced it, whatever yeah. that thing is. <laughs> yeah, pops the Genesis are bubble. Yeah. 
that's what happened. It's like it could have been good. Mm. He could have been the one that rightened the empire after Commodus, but unfortunately, Pertinax, with your second shortest rule, you do not have Genesis Caesar. No, you don't. Genesis. Genesis. That's it. No, well, that's a shame. That's no for this week. But sometimes that's the way it is. Well, we can't, we can't yeah. give it to all of them, can no. we? Right. Next week, any ideas? No. No. I genuinely don't know. I have mentioned the name Lasers. his name once, oh. but not for a couple of episodes. I don't think. Oh, what? I think I might have mentioned his name in the Marcus Aurelius Pompeianus. episode. No, it's not him. <laughs> it's, it's Seriously, he's not going to be on your radar Cassius. at all. No. Commodus. <laughs> No. Caesar concert. No, Mark. No. Beris's sister. Um, Longbody. Longbodies. No. <laughs> that would be a turn it's up for the Furious Vic. Is it? Oh, no, Furious Vic died. No. Oh, I wish it was Furious Vic. Quad. Some of the quad eyes. No. No. I don't know. No. Why are you going to find out that's Ah. You are. It's another short reign. I'll give you that. Yeah. <laughs> as you probably guessed. Mm. Yeah. Okay then. Right. Um. Thank yous to our listeners. Yes. Thank you, totally. Thank you, download. We're on almost thirteen and a half thousand downloads now. So thank you very That's much. Very good, very nice. Very Don't impressed. forget, tell everyone you've ever met to listen to mm. us. Even if you walk past somebody in the street, just go yeah. listen to this. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, it's that. it's not bad. Buy one of those eighties ghetto blasters. Oh. Sit on a bus, and just blare it out. Blare it out, and no one will get annoyed. No. No. And they'll learn something as well. <laughs> well. Um, yeah, so thank you to you guys. Thank you to the Rex Factor as ever. And Life of Caesar podcast, very good, very entertaining. Yeah. Uh, I think that's all we need to say this no, week. I want to thank, um, well, I think we need to mention your video. Oh, yeah, yeah, we've got our YouTube channel up and running, yep. haven't we? Yeah, we're yes. slowly uploading all the episodes. They're only audio um, with a picture, it's the ones that you're making, the episode pictures. Yeah, they're soon. And you have made. Made um, I Claudius. Some people said that um, Rocky's not in I, Claudius. But it's not true. I found some stills yeah. of I, Claudius with Rocky in. Mm. So I've uh, put it, put them yeah. to uh, an extended version of our intro music. Yeah, yeah, it's very yeah. good. Yeah, so if you like the intro music, it's like that, only three times longer. And more disco-y. <laughs> yes. The disco breakdown in the middle, I quite like. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking of putting a rap in it, but... Oh, I thought that was a bit too far. Actually, it does have um, John Hurt. Yes. Playing Caligula in it. I yeah. love him as Caligula and I Claudius. Oh, yeah, Scott Rowland was saying the same thing. How oh, great he was. The, the, way, the way his voice is all high pitched and yes. crazy and he just dips down right at the end of the sentence, oh. a really deep kind of. <gasps> yeah, it's like, oh, he's just insane. He's so, so he's good. Fantastic. Yeah. So check that out. Go on to our YouTube channel. Um, to us, Rankium. Uh, like and subscribe. It's good. Yeah. You know, we'll upload right. things and probably do new, interesting videos every now and again. Yeah. And if you're not, if you're not coming along on our Facebook, come along. Yeah. Because we've hi. got all the images. We've got the maps on there. Yep. And if you leave us a message, you know, we we, we do respond to everyone at the moment. Yeah. Sometimes even politely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we've got a WordPress site, um, but just ignore that for now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah. Um, and if you're on Facebook as well, uh, please go on to the Roman Empire group. It's really good, run by Scott Rowland. And also the Empty Bottle Historical Pod- Studios, Studios yeah. podcast on YouTube. 
It's one of our recommended ones, and that's that's quite yes. good as well. Right, so until next week, then. Oh, what I will say, at the end of this episode, we really need to get this organised and actually write this down. Yeah. End of this episode, you're going to hear our Ben-Hur review. Yes, the classic Ben-Hur from classic 1950... Classic What, nine? 59, yes. 59, yeah. We watched it last weekend. Oh, so good. So long. But so good. Long. <laughs> and what we're, we're recording early today, because we're mm. about to stop recording, get in the car, and go watch the new one. Yay! So we'll, we'll do a review so, of that. That'll be next week. Yeah. So we're going to do that. You do whatever you're doing. See you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. And welcome to Totala's Ranking After Dark. Although it's still light, just yeah, just about. But uh, we're here for another film review, aren't we? Yeah. What feels like perhaps a week ago, we started watching the 1959 Ben Hur film. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a long film. <laughs> oh, it was a very long film. If I had to think of an adjective to describe that film, it would be long. Yeah, yeah. But but apart from the last half an hour, it didn't drag. No, it didn't. Yeah. Although. The last half an hour did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. kind of just like, Ryan, you don't know. Come, come on, on. we know where we're going with this. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. So, yeah, let, let's discuss the film. Yeah. So, a uh, brief summary. It's about um, a Jewish rich man or king or prince, and he accidentally kills... Oh, his a, sister a accidentally or kills. His sister, yeah. yeah. He takes the blame. With shoddy masonry work. Yeah, it was all just a big advert for effective, proper timing. Yeah. That's what it was. <laughs> Yeah, so he, he gets, he gets put arrested, put on a boat, he gets off the boat, he goes to Rome, and, and he rides in chariot races, you don't see it, budget, Yeah. and um, yeah. then he goes back and uh, someone dies that he didn't like, and then his uh, mum yeah. and his sister get zombie disease, yeah, <gasps> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then they're cured from zombie disease, yeah. and Jesus occasionally floats around. <clears throat> yeah, but you yeah. never see his face. No, no. Beautifully manicured hair. Oh, you see, that's us assuming it was Jesus. Maybe it wasn't. That's true. There's yeah. nothing in there saying it was Jesus apart no. from one point they said his name. But... Oh, yeah, no, they do say his name a few times, don't they? No. Yeah, okay. Right. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's the film. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. Well, what, what were your thoughts then? I, I really enjoyed it, actually. It was, it, was, it was better than I was expecting. And this probably needs to go into image of facious, but I thought the, the effects were better than Gladiator. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that in image of facious. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it. It's a good it film. It's good. I enjoyed it more than Gladiator. Yes. I think we're a bit tight to editing. Yes. It would have been yeah. far better than Gladiator. You could probably cut off like two hours and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was um, a bit slow in pace, places, but it was generally good. And, and some of the acting. Some brilliant oh. 1950s acting. Oh, it's and his chin. Oh, yeah. The you guy like his plays, chin. Um, Messala. Oh, Messala, that's it. Yeah. Curry guy. Oh. How he drove that chariot with the cleft in that chin. Oh, yeah. No wonder his chariot flipped in the end. <laughs> it's just been the wind lifted him up. Catching the cleft. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, shall right. we rank? Let's rank. Okay, first. first. So, um, what is our first round? Oh, it's been a long time, hasn't Probably it? Probably been crazy. Fighty Maximus. Fighty Maximus. There we go. Hardly any fighty um, in this film. There was the battle on the water. Yes, that's true. There was. But it was good for its time. I thought it was really good, yeah. Yeah. And the softest, most gentle kind of ramming I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, but I mean, I imagine it would be quite slow. It would just 
mm. knock a hole in the side. Yeah, yeah that was that. You c- could we argue that the chariot race was a bit like a fight? I, I think so. Yeah. I think that kind of counts. Because... But- Oh, no, no, yeah, after you. I was going to say, I think the film, what's good about it is, like, modern films like to show everything, don't they? This one, it builds it through tension. I know they were limited what they could do, but mm. it made it tense. And yeah, that, that, that's what works, I think. Yeah. That well, that, that chariot race at the end, I say at the end, <clears throat> 45 minutes before the end. <laughs> yeah, an hour or so before. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was amazing, though. It was, yeah, it was that very good. was, I mean... It wasn't, oh, that's good for its time. That was still genuinely yeah. very good. And when we see the newcomer, Ben-Hur, and compare, yeah. it's going to beat it, I think, by far. Yeah. Just the way it looks. Well, yeah, because you could tell it was real. It was yeah, really them there. Yeah. 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 So for Fighty, what, what are we going to rate it then? Oh, I don't know. I don't think it can score as high no. as Gladiator, but I have literally no idea what we get Gladiator. It's, it's like uh, eight or seven. So yeah. I, I, I'm probably going to give this one about two because it wasn't fighting. Oh, only two. Yeah, no. It wasn't Maybe very three fighting. for tension. But that's about it. Yeah, you're right. I'll go with you there. Oh, have you got your notebook? Let's record them down. So, so we do know what we gave. Yeah, got a thirteen. Yeah. Oh, that's thirteen. Yeah, I'll give um three for fighty. And I'm going to give a three as well, so that's six of Fighty's Maximus. Mm. What about the program Crazy? How crazy was this one? I think it was very crazy for its time. It was insane. They built that entire set. Yeah. <laughs> they spent a fortune on it. It was a very daring film. That's true. Um, was it crazy, though? I guess so, because it took like a year to build the chariot, I think, didn't it? And actually dig it out and stuff. Yeah, and there was something like a thousand extras in it, and yeah. a million horses. And yeah, and 68 camels. Yeah. And four sheep. It was just epic scope. That, that was pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And they had to, they, I know they made all the armour in Germany, which, you you know, after, you know, 15 years after the Second World War, you probably don't want to see, you know, hey, make us armour. <laughs> to Germany after that, but hey. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Made all the leather in England. Did they? Wow, well, yes. you know your facts. I do. Wikipedia's oh, wonderful. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm going to give it a... I'm going to give it a seven. A seven? Crazy, because I think that was quite a crazy undertaking. Oh, so it's more epic. Um, yeah, I guess it's like the bridges that some of the emperors built. I want to give it six though. Yeah, go on then. I'm not as, it's not as crazy as you, but I'll give, I'll give it I'll six. Thirteen for probably on crazy, and then yeah. success as Ultimus as a film. Did it succeed? Yes, very yes, much so. I think so. But succeed in what way? Succeed in telling his revenge story, or succeed in telling a religious story? Ooh, that's a good point. Yeah, you see, I must confess, I kind of airbrushed the. Uh, religious aspect out in my <laughs> mind as I watched it because it was just a bit cringy yeah. uh, but the revenge story yeah it was no, good yeah. I liked that, <laughs> yeah, that so, good. so what's the best way to get revenge I could kill him or do a chariot race and beat him and humiliate him yeah yeah. let's do the chariot race definitely the way to do it isn't it oh, yeah, that's yeah, how yeah. I'm going to get revenge from now on <laughs> if I ever need to get revenge against someone who does chariot racing yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah um and just from the scope, the sheer scope is phenomenal. Yeah, it is. And it works. It was a good film. It was, you didn't get, yeah, like I said, the pace slowed down, but it was still watchable. I'm going to give it eight. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to give it eight as well. Yeah. I think that's a good score. Okay. 16. Okay. Facial, what did it look like? What did it look like? I was stunning. Very impressed with what it looked like. It genuinely looked better than Gladiator. It actually did. It looked more realistic. 
Yeah. The chariot races look dangerous. The costumes look dated. Yes, because you said... Yeah, everything looked a bit too clean and clear-cut. But it wasn't bad costumes. No. Um, And, yeah, just general sets and scenery. Mm. It genuinely looked better than Gladiator. It looked, yeah, it was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, it was truly amazing. No computer to, like, enhancing or anything. It was happy made well. Yeah, and it just, it looked it looked good, and like I was saying, that it looked dangerous the chariot, and it probably yeah. was. Yeah, it probably people got was. injured. I know they got injured yeah. during it. So, and then if you could take into consideration, it was made in the fifties, huh? Nineteen fifty-eight. it was being filmed. Yeah, yeah. so I'm, I'm going for nine for the look of the film. I don't think there's one that can beat it. I'm no. going to say ten. Yeah, okay, so that is a nineteen high score. But what is nineteen divided by four? I hear you ask. What's 19 divided by 4? 19 divided by 4 is 4.75. So that's a score of 4.75. And finally, Tempo Complete. Oh, it's going to score well here, isn't it? How did we do this? We just divided it by... 100. Time divided by 100. So it's the amount of minutes divided Mm. by 100. So the film was... 212 minutes long. Right. So that is a score of 2.12. That's not bad. Yeah, that is not bad. Right, go on then. Let's add up the score for Ben-Hur. 41.87. That's pretty good. So the original 1959 Ben-Hur film. I say original, there was a silent film in the 20s, wasn't there? That's, yes. Yes, but, but let's not count that. Okay, well. Um, well, yeah, score of 41.87 compared to... Gladiators, 38.05. Does it deserve Asian ACSR? Yeah, I think so. I think it definitely does. I think it does. I'm almost tempted to get rid of the Gladiator one now, because... Yeah, it it was definitely better better. than Gladiator, wasn't it? Yeah. So, well done to Ben-Hur, you get... Jeanne Caesar. Yeah. We were going to go and watch the new one today, but the timings weren't very good. So yeah, it starts at 8.30. Well, it starts yeah. uh, just about 10 minutes ago. Any idea how long that one is? Not that long. No. It's like, I imagine it's going to be a two and a bit hour film. Yeah, not, not, not three and a half. No, thank, yeah. thank God. Okay, right, well, well, we'll review that one as well. I can bear. We will. Can't wait. Okay, well, until next time, goodbye. Goodbye. Your emperor is amongst you once again. All his wars successfully concluded, the victorious armies brought back to Rome. He had thought, his divine innocence, that the roads might be lined with cheering crowds. He had thought that the streets might be strewn with flowers. He had thought that there might be messages to greet him, telling him of triumphs to be awarded. What did he find? This conqueror of the Germans, this victor of the mighty Neptune. Streets empty of crowds and flowers, no triumphs awarded, no games, no celebrations. But three miserable old ex consuls waiting at the gates to greet him in a room full of cowardly stay at home senators who spent all their time in the theatre and at the bars while he has spent six months living no better than a private soldier. It didn't occur to you that I might be leaving it up to you. Show itself freely. Didn't
occur to you that it might be my natural humility speaking? 